Beautiful, beautiful August evening to all you guys out there in Radio Land, allflavorsradio.com. Welcome. How are you all doing out there? In the studio here with me is Naturally Lily. Good evening, good evening. Yes, I am Wimbo77, and we do hope you enjoy the music that we'll be playing for you and the chat that we'll be talking tonight. So, Alicia, how are you doing today? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, missing the sun and the heat, mm-hmm. but now I'm good still. It's not as hot in the studio as it was last week, no, right? No, last week it was an oven. <laughs> yes, I felt like a cooked turkey by the, by the end of it, but never mind. We've calmed down <clears throat> and the covers are back on the bed this week for me. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, it's cool, but, you know, we do need the rain, right? Yeah, we need that regeneration. So yeah, nice. because I noticed my plants outside, because I'm growing some pumpkin, I'm growing some courgettes, oh, I'm growing nice. everything out the back there, some corn, mm. and they are so happy. So we got to thank God for the blessings that it rains down upon us, isn't it? Definitely. Awesome. So tonight we're kicking off. I think you found a story, didn't you? Oh, my goodness. So, yes. <laughs> What story did I find? It just popped up, and I don't know why I found it so interesting mm. or why I was even bothered about it. But um, Miley Cyrus has made her way back into the um, tabloids. I don't think she's ever left, actually. Um, but it's the, the statement was, Miley Cyrus lied to ex Liam Hemsworth about being a virgin for 10 years right. after their first romp. Okay, so... 10 years how old is Miley Cyrus I think when they started dating she was 16 so so even before that she was she was she lied to him basically yeah okay and then when you read on further you find out that her first um experience was um a threesome with two girls oh wow wow but do you think girls experiment truthfully I don't know, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. And where were her parents? That's what I'm asking, oh, right? You know, she's, 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 um, she's the fame generation, so they're a bit... A bit wild. A bit more, yeah. Yeah. Loose than normal people. So how, I mean, how would you feel if that happened to you, that you... That my partner lied to me yeah. for ten whole years? Yeah. How would I feel? Hurt, betrayed? Mm. Especially if you've gotten with that person on the premise that you know, you're there first, and then you find out, oh no, I was number four. (laughs) That's not nice, is it? Not at all. Oh my goodness. Because you go into a relationship, hopefully honest, 100%, Mm -hmm. only to find out that you've been lied to down the... Down the line. A long while down the line as well. It's not a couple of months, a couple of years. It's like a good decade of you and that person together. That's terrible. Mm. So then, again, we're going back to that word. We've brought it up sort of every single week. Trust. Yes. What yes. I mean, what do you do in that situation? Because you've got all that water, you've got all that time, all that, you know, only to find out that can you trust the person that you're actually with? with. I don't know. I guess maybe it depends on how much it means to you mm. i mean 10 years down oh you lied to me when we first started going out have we been discussing it over the last 10 years maybe maybe not mm. if it was a constant no no you were my first then maybe at that mark you might still feel quite 
cut up about it but if it's something like a conversation you had and then it was just kind of forgotten about then you might not feel as and was it a serious relationship then they were married oh they're married yeah, they were. they're not now i think they're divorced now but they were married was it after she divulged that or did she divulge it to him i didn't even him? read that further on i don't know i don't know wow maybe she was just a bit vexed and she just threw that one out in the air maybe because a woman scorned right yeah, nothing she, like a woman scorned. Maybe, but I'm sure she was the one that did, that left him. So I don't know if it was. It's her if wild it was side. A, yeah, her wild side coming out again. He yeah. said, "You know, forget it, whatever." Yeah. So guys, remember, this is a chat show. It's a let's talk, and if you would like to call in, please feel free to call us, oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three, and we can possibly discuss the matter further. And in line with that, obviously you said 10 years ago she was 16, right? I've seen on the BBC, and we're going to highlight the BBC a few times tonight because there's a few um, various issues. Um, In line with that is the age of consent, right? And they're thinking of lowering the age of consent or it's being spoken about. So you said Miley Cyrus was 16 when she got with her husband. Yeah. So how much time before that was she? But, I mean, young people do experiment, right? Well, at that point, at 16, she said that she was a virgin, so... Mm. Mm. It... What do they want to... <laughs> how much lower than 16 do they want to get? Like, at 16, do you even know what you're doing? Yeah. So it was a woman, she's a barrister, mm-hmm. Ms. Hewson, and she says that... There was a guy from the actual BBC, Stuart Hall, who has been up on 14 charges of... And he admitted that he had indecently assorted girls and the youngest one was nine years old. Stop it. Nine years old, right? And she says that these are just low misdemeanours. Yeah, low misdemeanours. And that really, that they're trivialising these offences. I mean, they are offences, right? That's an offence. You've touched someone that's under the age... Not even that they're under the age of consent. A nine-year-old child mm. doesn't really... Um, they don't know about that kind of stuff at that age. It's so... As much as a parent, you try and discuss things with them, they don't know about that stuff at that mm. age. And that's the importance. I mean... Girl children, male children, they don't care these days, right? But in the sense of protecting our youngsters, we have to really speak to them at a young age, right? Of course we do. I read something um, a couple of days ago that spoke about us basically using flowery terms Mm. for um, specific areas on... on, uh, our anatomy and it made the point that sometimes when children do make statements using those flowery terms like cookie for example the they may go to someone and say oh i was sharing my cookie with my uncle mm. and they don't it doesn't come across to the the person that they're saying it to in the correct way yeah and um like the example of that minister, it it may have been something that got overlooked because that child may have spoken about it, but because of the terminology that they've used to refer to them themselves, um, it 
it didn't get taken as serious. Mm. So when we do, like, I've got two very small children and it's a very difficult... It's delicate. Yeah, subject yeah. to want to talk about with them. But it's... We live in a very dangerous world. Absolutely. So it's an area that you should really cover with your children. As uncomfortable as it makes you feel... Mm you will feel a lot more uncomfortable if you are put in unfortunate circumstances. And especially now, if they're told this misusing, whoever she is, is saying that these are small misdemeanours, like, and lowering the age to 13, Mm. that we really... 13, 13, 13. Okay? They're they're not even out of secondary school, um, primary school, much less just just going into secondary to be even... You know, it's just not normal. It's not normal. I think... It's going to sound a bit controversial. I think on the sense that we live in a society... We're living in a society now where young children at 13 are a lot more ahead Mm. than they were maybe when I was growing up and the generation before me. Fair enough. However, there are still some very, very innocent children at 13 they're extremely innocent like don't even have a phone to know what Mm. facebook is and facebook's old do you know what i mean so um (laughs) thinking about lowering the age of consent maybe we should focus more on putting some money into the education (laughs) system as opposed to what age we're going to allow children to have sex on that's a bit Mm. It seems a bit backwards to me, to be honest. And I know that this is a very sensitive subject. Yeah. It is a very sensitive subject. And yes, we started with Miley Cyrus. Mm. But if she's saying 10 years after mm. uh, the fact, and that, that means that she was doing stuff before that, mm. then, then, you know, is that giving them an impetus then to say, well, yeah, young women or young men are ready at that time. No, because that's not the reason why they're doing it. They're doing it to justify men like that gentleman if mm. I can call him a gentleman, because he's not a gentleman, they're doing it to justify his actions. Right, yeah. So they're not, they're not lowering it because, there's, because of a child making the decision. Mm. They're lowering it for an adult taking advantage of a child and saying, well, they're at a consentable age. No. Well, yeah, because so they're making the it that way. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, it does have an impact. It will have an impact on the young person. Yeah. Because I think she was telling me a story about the cookie... Yeah. You know, and yeah. um, we're, we're referring here now to genitalia, mm. um, that the young person, that's what she knew it as. Mm. And she spoke to a teacher that someone was indecently touching yeah. her cookie. And the teacher says, well, you should share your cookie. <laughs> right. So again, when we're teaching our children, understand. when yeah. we're teaching our youngsters, yeah. speaking to them about these sensitive subjects, because they are sensitive and mm-hmm. we don't we don't even want to be talking about these things to our youngsters. Right. Mm. At that age. However, because the world is becoming so degraded that we need to we need to educate them from a young age i mean it's scary even something so simple as when we were younger we were allowed Mm. to go and play outside our front the front of our house and you would be inside you know chilling with the adults and the children would be outside playing football or doing whatever and yeah there were still dangers around at that you know that many years ago but it wasn't like now i would never let my children play outside my front the front of my house well you live on the road as well so well there's that but even still like there's a there's a little park at the end of my road i wouldn't let them go and play there with their friends Mm -hmm. because you just can't you just there's too much there's so much more danger now and something as simple as playing outside 
is just you just have to be with them all like the constantly time. <laughs> and that is a lot you know that yeah. is a lot because we we used to go out all day and play like yeah. it, it was the summer holidays we we wouldn't be seen from the the, the morning till the evening we come in a bit hungry whatever yeah. but then we still had money it used to cost about 12 pence a packet of chips you oh know a portion goodness. of chips I know how much is it for a portion of chips nowadays, but we could go out all day, go to the roll along, and our parents wouldn't have to worry Mm. in that sense. Whereas today, the world is a very, very different place, right? So, you know, we've got to teach our children from a young age just to be on the safe side Mm. and use the right terminology Mm. for genitalia so they know mm. and let them know that if anyone approaches them in any way to be open and honest with their about their about it with their parents yeah if anyone if anyone says to you don't say don't mm. tell anybody then you tell mm. because then you are kind of safeguarding yourself yeah. in that way in order to be protected mm. and as for this woman it is actually a woman that has stated lowering the age of consent i wonder if she has children Maybe, I don't know. Mm. Well, that was a funny conversation I had with um, someone before, actually, was talking about the difference between when women commit certain um, crimes. I know she's not committed a crime, but Mm. when women commit certain crimes over when men commit certain crimes, especially when it's to do with children, and you're just kind of... You're more shocked when a woman does it because we've got that... Well, most women have that maternal instinct that's more of a protector as opposed Mm. to... Um, an instigator so when she's she's suggesting something like that I think it just sounds more if it came out of a man's mouth I I know this is so wrong Mm. because this is the society but it's wrong if it came out of a man's mouth we'd be like it's a man in it typical man unfortunately that Mm. would be what we would say but because it's coming out of uh, of a female's mouth you just can't understand Especially as a female, why on earth would you <laughs> would you contribute to this? The thing is, when we look at people like Myra Hindley, if you remember, yeah, and there were others, yeah, and there was a really young one, mind you, she she killed one of her neighbours. She was only about ten, yeah. yeah. Um, she, I think she's out in the open now. Maybe she's, she's died. Who knows? See, yeah. Um, why do they do what they do? See, we're we're bringing on sociopathy. Yeah, that's just a whole new conversation within itself, isn't it? It is. It's a whole new conversation. And I think we will be touching on something like this very soon when we go into um, one of the months that we're going into, we'll be speaking about depression. Mm. We'll be speaking about, you know, how to tackle these things or even the sense of sociopathy, Mm. what it is behind and why people think... The way they think. yeah, Yeah, the way that they do because... You know, it's it's quite mind-numbing yeah. to think that we live amongst people like that. But sometimes it's, again, childhood experiences mm-hmm. that lead us on to having certain characteristics, having certain beliefs, certain paradigms that as to the reasons why mm-hmm. we do these things, right? Yeah. All right, so let's let's play a couple of songs, shall we? Yeah. All right, then. Good. The that first song was Karen Clark. Actually, I I owe it all to you, from her It's Heaven album. Beautiful song, beautiful song, and uh, yeah, we're going to do another one by Karen Clark, and it's going to be a great, great evening. So enjoy. Call us now on 07895 134 713. 
That's 07-895-134713. Tune in to the George Flavors Reggae Show Wednesdays 9 to 11 UK 5 to 7 Eastern AllFlavorsRadio.com Tell him Eve Lewis say so To all quail lovers from around the world Come join DJ Nige for two hours of solid quail music Right across the genres Cadence music, Zook music, Quadril music, Lacomet Anything quail It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio With your host DJ Nige with a short year show 8pm to 10pm GMT Each and every Saturday See you there You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party 12 to 2 and the Vibe Show Tuesdays 8 till 10 on All Flavors Radio. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. Oh yes, that was Linda Williams, Elevate Your Mind, and Karen Clark, Higher Ground. So we're going to come and give a shout out to all those guys that are in the chat room a little bit later and also all you lovely people around the world listening in on the allflavors.com um all flavors radio app and also tune it in so i'll give you a little shout in a while so alicia we were also looking at today or we've been discussing about the whole class of covid Right, so the class of COVID are all of the young people that have just recently got their exam results and they are in distress. All the university starters, isn't it? Mm. um, What have they done? Downgraded everyone's marks? Mm -hmm. Don't understand why they've done that. Worked it on an algorithm, apparently. Yeah. Um... It's, it's terrible. I just don't know what the... I just don't understand why. Mm. I don't understand why they didn't just get their predicted grade, which is now what they're saying they're giving to the GCSE students. But the point that was made was how can they fail if they haven't even set an exam? Yeah. Right, how can you fail? And at the end of the day, I know that I was just finish up, I was finishing off a course mm. and we had classroom... We had classes on Teams. mm mm-hmm. So why could they not allow the students even social distancing at organize something? I mean, our students all sat their exam, mm. but they did it online, and even their practical um, that they do. So they have a, a written, and then if they pass the written, they have a practical, and even their practical they're sitting in September online. Right. <laughs> so, and it's I'm not gonna say it's as big as A levels. Um, mm. But it's a massive exam. It's national. And they've managed to put that online in a very, very short space of time. Mm. Even now saying that our students that are going to be sitting their exams in, in November, they possibly, who knows, they could be sitting it um, online as well. But I they're still understand. sitting the exam. They're still sitting an exam. And they're given a chance to either fail or succeed. But then that's be, that being said as well, even um, I'm doing my master's and I'm in my last year. When we got our... Um, they give you like a results Feedback. and whatever's yeah. going to happen over the next year. Even then, it said during this COVID period, they either they'll 
work it out based on an algorithm or they'll take 50%, 50% of your last two years. So mm. I did my part-time, um, so it worked out to be two years. They'll take your grades, put those together, and then dependent on your dissertation or your report, they'll give you mm. 50% of that if it's not up to a good standard, I guess. Mm. But they're not going to downgrade you because you didn't sit an exam. That's not really fair, is it? And it's not worked on an algorithm as well, right? No, I don't remember them saying that. Because at the end of the day, like these youngsters, some of the A-star students, how can an A-star student Go go to a D? That makes absolutely no sense, right? And... I mean, I feel it for them because mm. now they've applied to universities mm. and they can only have their second choice yeah. due to this. COVID wasn't their fault. Yeah, exactly. And there's no way that they couldn't get around allowing those youngsters to sit those exams. Well, even on our course, if they had done the same thing with the GCSEs, there are you have to have A, a to C to sit to do our course. Mm. Um and it's just that if there's a D on your application, doesn't if, doesn't mean matter if you're going to appeal it, if you're contesting it, whatever, you put a D on your application, we can't even look at your, your application. It's one of those things that it's just, it's so unfair, but mm. those people that the universities that are taking on those students, they can't be like, oh, well, COVID. It, it, class of un- COVID, yeah, though, babe. Just, Come on, just... class of COVID. And COVID has affected so much people yeah. we we spoke we're going to look at the pre-covid yeah during covid and post-covid mm. and post-covid is not looking at Gosh. all any good right well given the fact that class of covid is all downgraded in their in their test results mm. going to universities that don't they didn't particularly want to go to most probably doing courses that they didn't particularly want to do mm. sitting there maybe for the three years they might stick it out and then when that ends, can they find jobs? Mm. That too. And then now we're in a recession. Those people that we need to work are not going to be able to work because they haven't got good grades. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It's so unfair. It but really here, is unfair. Here an even more ironic joke, right? Mm. So grammar schools, in grammar schools, yeah. they got the same results as college students, Right as college so grammar school is like Eton and all those kind of places what do you mean they got the same results they got the same so, so they got downgraded as well they got downgraded oh wow okay I thought it however was it's the same boat they're all in the same boat yeah but different destination because all those guys that are in Eton and went to grammar school and mummy and daddy can you know sort them out kind of thing yeah they go on to become MPs do you know how many MPs right have the same results as young kids that have gone to college. Yeah. It's who you know, though, isn't it? Well, no. It's the family. It, it is a bit of hard work, but it is also who you know. If you want to, if that's the direction you're going in, mm. then you definitely have to have a good few friends right. under your belt. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe in... <laughs> The education system creating successful people. I don't know if that... The, when I said it There's out loud, two. it didn't make sense. Yes. But do you understand what I mean? There's two, two roads, Yeah. right? So there is the aristocracy, mm. 
right? And the aristocracy, it's like Prince Charles, he says to his butler, oh, butler David, how mm. comes I'm here and, and I, what school did you go to? What grades did you get? Mm. And butler David says, well, I got the same grades that you did, mm. right? But they were in two separate worlds. Yeah. Yeah, so here's yeah. who he is and here's who he is. So regardless, regardless, even though those guys in the grammar school, they'll still get what they want. Do you think? Um, yes. No. <laughs> of course they will, no, I, don't, I don't think they will. Why? I think a lot of them will do what they have to do because they're forced to do what they have to do. And the reason I'm saying that is because I... I work around a lot of students who went to grammar school. Okay. And are... On the course because, yes, mum said, this is what I have to do. Dad said, this is what I have to what, do. What, from the aristocracy? Or from, from those high, lardy dardy families? No, we're talking about grammar school. So if grammar school can be from... I'm <laughs> talking about those Eton guys. Eton guys, they're on a different level. That's what I'm talking about. They're on a different level. Those kind of schools. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to be aristocracy to go to Eton. No, I know that. But you, you do you do get... More privilege. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. Because so, mummy and daddy have that kind of privilege money. Right. Most probably. And they know this, the right people mm-hmm. to put you in the right place. Right. And then you end up doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> or do they do the right Being thing? Being where you, where you was destined to be. Your, your where you were selected. Was, yeah, your future was written for you. Yeah. But then, is that a good thing? Because they haven't really made the decisions themselves. You see a lot of people that are in... Like, for example, Prince Harry. I fully, fully, fully feel that if he could live a different life, he would want to. He's chosen to live a different life now, though, isn't it? He has, but he's still got all the tabloids and all the media Mm. and everyone following his life. Yeah, yeah. And every little thing that he does, or his wife does, Mm. gets... um, you know, commented on. Yeah. He was someone that has gone down that, he's been brought up in that aristocracy, Mm. don't use that word. Um, It's not his choice. That's just his life. Mm. So they are selected for the positions that are within House of Lords or within Parliament. Yeah. These specific ones are selected within that. So regardless of this class of COVID, I don't think that they'll be as affected as the youngsters oh, of course this is not. yeah this is what right, you got me you get me now <laughs> they'll be fine and the funny thing is is that in labor it was all about education 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 mm. right and the thing is they pushed education yeah whereas now with the this conservative government it was all about um standards and pushing them harder making it harder for the students as well yeah I think it's had it's blown up in their face mm. that too because again algorithms mm. A star down to D it's not really helped the students in that way has it? I don't know who having higher standards doesn't make any sense. Mm. You can't go from an A to a D. I mean, you can go the other way around. D to an A. I was predicted a U for my German oh my exam goodness. and I left with uh, what's that? Even the C. I don't. Can't so it can go the other way around, mm. but I don't. I really don't see an A-star student. You 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 mean to tell me they've been working at A-star level from year nine, because now that everything starts from year nine, that's mm. when they're prepping them. And they get right to the end and you give them a D. Hey. Oh, goodness me, no. As a parent, that would... 
I'd be climbing up some walls. <laughs> and I think that the students, especially, I mean, the GCSE, they can go on next year and bring up those uh, A-level Well, they results. can't if they want to go and do an apprenticeship. They can't. Uh, if they're gone, if they get downgraded just like the rest of well they won't because they said they're going to do it differently mm. but if they did get downgraded a lot of um a lot of work now is being done to push school leavers into apprenticeships and traineeships and if they don't have the grade even still they can't even get on an apprenticeship now this is tough it's really been um, you know it's been a really tough year for everybody isn't it it has and our it youngsters really i think have suffered so much mm. and that's why again another statistic i saw about the depression rate yeah. has doubled it's doubled yeah. in this time as well and surely i hope that they're not overlooking our young people as well because a lot of them mm. you know they don't know where to turn i mean even for myself being at home with my children you can see the behavior changed mm. during that well during this time because it's not really ended hasn't it the behaviour changed and I even noticed that like, we go for quite a, a few walks, um, me and the girls and and mum. And um, you notice the difference as soon as they get out of the house and they go on a walk, their world lights up and they're full of life and they're happy. And not that they're unhappy when they're at home, but mm. they spent literally, it was at least six to eight weeks, even 10 weeks, just in the house mm. so for a child that's going to school every day seeing their friends every day learning something playing painting doing loads of different things to just being stuck at home with mum who's sitting on her laptop for seven hours because she's got to get work done at home of course you're going to be depressed and frustrated mm. you found that quite challenging didn't you i really did yeah mm. i really did yeah but you done really well you done really well but do you think that the little one's education has suffered due to that i would i would like to say no mm. but i don't know i think um my little one is very creative so creativity we did a few art projects and stuff like that was good the english and maths oof, i just don't know she's she can read and she likes to do writing mm. but you for myself i can honestly say i didn't put in that 120 percent that i really wanted to mainly because I was focusing on my own students, which mm. is, sounds really terrible. Oh, but you're a mother, you should focus on your child. Um, I should. And as much as I could, I tried to. But I also had to meet deadlines and make sure I was meeting my hourly requirements for work mm. and stuff like that. So it's how do you balance that? I'm trying to teach you to do your maths writing at the same time as trying to mark this goodness knows how long assignments times 10 mm. so it was very challenging i don't think it suffered i think she's she's doing good every parent would say you could she could be doing better mm. the child could be doing but better. you're a teacher but what about the parents that weren't teachers yeah what, i do you know, really feel sorry for the where english that, is a, yeah. isn't a second language because a lot of the work that they sent home as well was so substandard mm. a parent that doesn't know like you've given the piece of paper with letters on it okay, as a teacher, I can kind of work out what you want me to do. And I don't teach 
school children I teach adults yeah. so I can kind of work out what you want me to do but as a parent who just has no clue mm. I mean what if you can't what, read ooh. what if you're, you're you're Turkish and you can't speak English, English yeah because a lot of or, the parents that we work that we go to our school children's school a lot of them do the ESOL lessons that mm. the school provides so it's like would you provide in secondary help for the parents as well affected education all aboard and we're going to speak about that afterwards about our children returning to school Mm. and I mean it's only two weeks now until they do return to school and there is legislation and law now that's being brought in um, to yeah that you know including vaccination so um, we're going to speak about that after the break. We're gonna... Joy says it's perilous times. This is his joy. <laughs> yes, and let's give a shout out to all you guys out in the, the chat room. Joy McKay, mummy. Hi, mum. Mark Philogene. Naturally, Lily. And also from all over the world, George Flavors, DJ Laro, who is on After Me from 8 till 10. Uh, Kimmy B, nice to have you on board. Uh, Mark from Bremen. We have Norbert from Castries. And guest 336 from Surrey Keys, 609 from Berlin, 678 from Pune. Where's Pune? I'd like to know where that is. Um, guest 730 from London, guest 927 from Birmingham, and Nat's there all the way in Waddleston. Have your say, phone in on fullflavorsradio.com. Yes. Okay, so we're back in the studio. Uh, first song was done by Oasis by Helen Baylor. Love that song. And also Jean Khan Heartache. I was looking for some songs yesterday and I came across that one. And that is one of one that I absolutely love, that Jean Khan. She sang so many amazing songs, right? Okay, so oh, I think someone sent us a text. I'll check that out just now. But Alicia, so we were talking about school, right? And yeah. the youngsters going back to school yeah yeah and really what they're saying is that oops sorry please um yeah as someone was saying that the BAME students that go back into school that they'll be the first for the vaccination Obviously, it is optional. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? The vaccination for school children? Am I allowed to talk about vaccinations? I. It's parents' choice, isn't it? Okay, yeah. It's a parents' choice. Yeah. You always have the option or the choice to opt out mm-hmm. if you don't feel that it's. Um, for you or your family. I find it very interesting, however, that the vaccination that they said was 18 months away is being spoken about so early. Yeah. Um, And for some reason it's being tested on BAME when we were not the originators of the disease. But it seems to have become a a black thing right now, right? This whole COVID situation. Do you know what? If you look at, Okay, so it initially was that, um, where did it start? In Wuhan, China or whatever. And it was mainly because, I think the reason why it came BAME, because most of those working within the NHS 
at the time were, and the ones that were dying mm. were black, Asian, or an ethnic minority. But we know that's purely because they were all in the front line, right? Yeah. Mm. That's, that's personally what I think. Yeah, yeah. But what they're saying, I, I think um, we have a text from a number here, and it says, very fearful of returning children to school would love our thoughts. Um, I understand people's fear sending their children back to school, especially with the whole confusion of do children get COVID, do they not get COVID? Mm. Reading a document that was sent to me yesterday, actually, um, it was talking about the fact that it's now compulsory. So before, um, when they went back in June, you had the option to send your child back. Mm. Whereas now, when they go back in September, you have to send them back. It's not an option. And um, then if you read the government guidelines, it makes the statement that um, there are obviously some reasons why you would have to take your child out of school, yeah. one of them being if the child comes down with COVID symptoms. Yeah, but that could be quite big flu symptoms as well, isn't it? It could be, but I just find it very interesting in the sense that they said children can't get COVID. Mm. That was what they said originally. And then it was, oh, they can carry be carriers of COVID. Yeah. Um, but my thoughts is if if there's still a risk and a risk of them bringing it back to their families so some some families are four four people families some people eight people in the household mm. um, especially going when we was talking about this, the situation that this country's in at the moment with the recession if you have a child going to school that does get symptoms of COVID and they have to self-quarantine for 14 days. So does every single person in that household. Yeah. And if there are eight people in that household, four adults, four children, for example, and seven days later someone else gets symptoms, you have to restart that 14-day period again. And then what happens if that household is based on a self-employed person Mm. where if they don't go to work, they don't get paid? So it's very... I can understand why people are so fearful of sending their children back to school. But what I need to say and need to emphasise, which I think a lot of people are now starting to do, is go and find out information. And don't just take everything that comes into your WhatsApp or something into Instagram or Facebook. You have to go to the correct site. So if it's about COVID and you want to... To, to understand it or whatever, go to the NHS website, go to the government, government web- yeah. website. But then also, you know, there may be external or other sites that are trusted sites mm. that you can go and get some additional information from. Yeah, but, yeah go on. I was going to say that bit of legislation regarding attendance and non-attendance yeah. as regards to, regards to COVID was clear but unclear. Oh, <laughs> as is, isn't it? It was, yeah. it was a bit of an awkward document, but... Yeah. Just saying that if they do have to... I had someone um, send me something about, oh, they'll keep your child and all that stuff. They are not allowed to do that. that. All right. So as a government's website says, is that you just keep your child home, let them isolate. But you are right in the sense of if it's just going to be going around in a goldfish bowl in that sense. But you do have to get tested. So that's one thing that they did say on that on the website that we looked at mm. was that um, this was on the government website and they said that if someone the child your child comes down with symptoms mm. COVID like symptoms then you take them obviously out of school but you have to go and get them tested because the school has to document mm. 
um, if that child has been tested and they're positive or if yeah. they're negative because then I know a lot of people are like oh I don't like to go for the test and blah 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 and I understand that as well it's like everyone being flung into a fishbowl like yeah. you said and being tied with the same brush and then they're keeping out information and things like that but you have to think there's a teacher in that classroom yeah. there's a, a teaching assistant Systems. in that classroom yeah. they may be someone that's supporting a dyslexic child in that class yeah and they're all going home to their families yeah. so if that child is sick and that they've been around that person then unfortunately it's... we do have to kind of play by the rules but it's just about being it's gonna be interesting i think it is gonna be very interesting mm. it's it's honestly i didn't i didn't think the children will go back in september if i'm they're very gonna... honest i didn't think that they would send them yeah. back in september and as regards to the vaccination because mm. they will offer it and Obviously, we can inform your children's school in writing that they must obtain written permission yes. and consent from you as a parent before offering a vaccine. Including right? college students. And mainly college students mm. between the ages of 16 and 18-year-olds. You see, mm -hmm. they think they can make decisions, but you need to, if you have a college student child, to make sure that you inform the college that you want written consent yeah that you can give your consent for that young person yeah. to have the vaccine yeah. also asking your gp on written guidance of it and about its side effects and all that kind of stuff and you can opt out i just well. think parents should be doing that for every vaccination though like we True. get we get vaccinations from and this is kind of in my stance on covid obviously working in the nhs i've always kind of been like I'm not going to say whether I'm pro or, or against vaccinations because that's a personal decision. But if I did get a vaccination, I always ask for the... the, the it comes with a little um, information sheet. Mm, mm. You take that information sheet. Some nurses, they don't want to give it to you, but it is You're your entitled. right mm. to see what's in a vaccination. Yeah. And yeah. even with um, working within the NHS and we was, you know, make sure you wash your hands and you're wearing PPE. And I remember saying to a colleague not to be funny but we come in we've been doing this job for 10 plus years we come in every single day and we do not know who we're standing next to in the lift yeah yeah so yes we are hypersensitive now because we know covid is there mm. but as a nation obviously people that weren't aware are now becoming aware but those of us that have been within the profession um medics dentists doctors nurses midwives we should not be shocked into submission we should be doing it anyway absolutely yeah yeah i but i have been into the ladies toilets it's yes and sadly i have seen even nurses yeah. walk out and not wash their hands yeah, it and does it does happen the standard i mean come on <laughs> it does happen. it's standard and it's it's like okay you know, it's and so for us to be told to wash our hands or whatever, that, that we're going back to primitive times, man. Right back yeah. when the Moors and all them people were around. Do you get me? I'm gonna read um, Kimmy B's comment. Kimmy says, "I wouldn't get or allow my child to be given the COVID vaccine. It hasn't been tested long enough to see if there are any side effects or what ingredients are in it." And I completely, Absolutely. completely agree with that. Yeah, I think, like I said before. When this started back in, what were we talking about? March, when we went mm. on lockdown, I'm almost certain they said, no, we're 18 months away, we need to protect ourselves, and we need to be safe, stay inside. 
And then all of a sudden, like you said, it became, oh, BME or BAME or at mm. risk. And then we were getting risk assessments done on us at work. Yes, I had a risk assessment at hey. work. <laughs> and then it became all about us. And then, oh, there's going to be a vaccination and BAME are going to get vaccinated. Yes, first. So it just, the way it's happened, mm. it's not surprising that there will be a lot of people it's, that aren't going to get vaccinated. I think it's very covert though. I've, I mean, I've never really understood this whole thing, even though I did comply in many instances. Yeah. It just doesn't make absolutely no sense to me at all. You know, and yes, yeah. of course, BMA, BAME would be at the forefront because, like I said before, they're the ones that are looking after those ones that do have the, mm. the whatever it is. But then don't forget, they were testing and some people did test. Some people went into the hospital, they didn't have it. Mm. And then they were there, then they caught it. Mm, but yeah. if they didn't have it when they went in, that obviously means they went in and got for in other yeah. health concerns. So it wasn't just yeah. um, COVID. People, mm. there's still cancer. Mm. There's still heart conditions. There's still um, heart problems or whatever, you know. So at the end of the day, it's not, it's not all that, but, you know. And that point that you said as well when we did start doing the risk assessing um mm. for myself I realized that there's possibly a lot of us BAME staff that have got underlying health conditions that we don't necessarily declare to everybody that we work with because it's not really affecting my job like mm. I don't need you to know about my personal health mm. but then when you have to sit down and do that assessment you realize oh my goodness like you're actually possibly one of those people that are in the high risk category and one of those people that possibly should have been shielding but you weren't and then you're going into work and then yeah a lot of staff and a lot of um social workers and and carers yeah were dying and that's that is the sad thing i think that we don't understand not we i'm saying like in the general consensus we don't understand this pandemic Mm. we may not understand the disease we may not understand what on earth is going on but you have to accept that people are dying and comply really as best as we can to protect ourselves Mm. and obviously other people but if we if we are all working in line with whatever the regulations are what you know then it can minimize yeah the the effects that it's going to have and i think a lot of the time where it's peaking is because you know we spoke about it before loads of people on the beach or we're out protesting we're out doing this we're not you know so comply just for your own sake yeah and you have to like you said you have to think about others like Mm. we may get covid and oh yeah it's like the flu oh my gosh the flu is awful Mm. if you've ever had the flu it's like being (laughs) to death (laughs) but it is awful but we will survive Mm. but then i think of my grandma my husband's grandma who may be older may have underlying health conditions i mean my husband's grandma at this point in time had just come out of hospital for a hip operation. There's no way I would have gone to her house. Mm. But then someone else who's like, oh, no, I'm just dropping her off food or I'm fine. I, if I get COVID, I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. But what's going to happen to granny? Yeah. And I know that there's even been issues with the guys at work, that there's been people in their workplaces oh, yeah. 
that have actually come up with the symptoms. And, and they've, they've tested to... positive and they didn't realise that there was around people and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so, you know, we've got to be mindful. And it's all about mindfulness and thinking of other people. And sadly, again, in this society that we live in, we tend to just think of ourselves. Mm. But, you know, it's all well and good um, having that self-love yeah, and that self-care but be mindful of others, yeah. you know. And just drawing that back to the school, um, the, the thought of sending your children back to school, mm. if you are not well, yeah, you do not send your child to school. Yeah. Because yeah. as much as we think the children can't get it, as much as we think, oh, they're fine, yeah, the child will be, will be fine. But as I said before, they have teachers, they have mm. helpers, they have assistants that all have families. Yeah. So... We have to, this is all about supporting our, our each other, isn't it? Yeah. It's just being, being supportive and being there for our... And thinking, it's not going to be any different because you've been at home for them, with them for five months. Right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So. It was another two weeks. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> You've got used to it now, right? Yeah. Of having them. And we want to protect. We want to protect our babies. Yeah. We want to protect our families. So, mindfulness. We'll be back. We'll be right back after the break. The People's Station. Tune in to the George Flavors Reggae Show. Wednesdays, 9 to 11 UK, 5 to 7 Eastern. Allflavorsradio.com. Tell him Eve's Lewis say so. To our quail lovers from around the world, come join DJ Naiji for two hours of solid quail music right across the genres. Cadence music, Zook music, Quadril music, Lacomet, anything quail. It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio with your host DJ Naiji with a short year show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. GMT each and every Saturday. See you there. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2, and the Vibe Show, Tuesdays, 8 till 10, on All Flavors Radio. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. So as you know, we do have a section in our show where we highlight live and unsigned artists. And today I'm highlighting four artists uh, from on the show tonight. But first of all, I want to just give a big shout out to all the DJs on the show. DJ George, Flavours, DJ Slim, DJ Mr. Fixit, uh, Mark Philogene, uh, Charlie Muir, uh, DJ Nige, and all the other ones, DJ... Mel, I've, I have a list right here, and all of the other DJs that support the the sta- sta- station. I hope you're feeling a lot better t- this week, DJ Clint. And yeah, there's a show seven days a week on allflavorsradio.com. Do tune in. You hit, get some great DJs on here playing some great stuff and having some great chats. So, as like I said, I'm highlighting live and unsigned artists. So this is one that we have here. His name is Anthony Everest, and this song is called Emptiness. Emptiness is like a weapon. It opens you up inside. It takes you all over town. Emptiness is like a disease. It takes you without relief. I don't know why I frown. I say my heartache in a letter. In a poem I wrote. 
Your black coffee is giving me awake all night And I don't do
song there is from Ely Weeks and the next one is Black Lotus First, yeah, the rudiment, holy like Budapest, we the best, no one can copy me, burning me, there is no duplicate, don't be mistaken, money soon we be making, trying that game we be changing, we're just kings in the making. by Black Lotus featuring Chauvet and this next song we're going to play is by Manuela Pianizzo. 
Manuela Panizzo. Okay, so that was our four highlighted live and unsigned artists. And I can tell you we have some amazing talent in this country. Like we say, if you have any songs or you'd like to come on the radio, please let us know. And there you go. Four great tracks there. You can also call us on 07-895-134-713 to continue the conversation. Yeah. So, Alicia, mm-hmm. oops, this, this, okay, so we were speaking about Billy Steele, <laughs> right? Now, I don't know if any of you guys know who Billy Steele is, but Billy Steele has been in the news this week. Yes, he has. And he's a drunk dude that got knocked out on the tube. It's not funny and it's a very, very serious matter, okay? And funnily enough, when I went on, because someone sent me the video, and when I went on to The Independent, I saw The Independent, they actually blocked his name out. Even though everybody knows his name because he said it out loud. He said his name, so I'm reiterating it, Billy Steele. (laughs) Racist guy. 
And what happened at the end of it, he was oh, hailing out black folk, saying, calling them all names under the sun, that we shouldn't be here, mm. that we're animals, that we're scum. And he just happened to be, to be telling that to the man them. He was provoking right? three young black boys. He was. Fully provoking them. So when they got off the tube, they knocked him out. Well, one of them knocked him out. Now, I personally, I said that they should have kind of walked away and and been the bigger people, big, been the bigger boys. But they were young guys, right? And when we are attacked like that, there's been so much, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, all this stuff that's going on. Did he deserve to get knocked out? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I am not an advocate for violence, <laughs> but if anybody deserved to be KO'd, it was him. Mm. Yes, it would have been beautiful if they had just been like, you're an idiot and just walked off. Mm. And I do think, if you watch the video, they were initially going to walk off. I think one of them got off the train yeah. and then the other one turned and kind of sized up to him and then he said something Billy Steele said something directly into this young boy's face and he just clapped him one time. Mm, mm. I mean, and then it's that pent-up energy. It's the, it's the pent-up negative energy that has been accumulating over the last few months. Mm. The last few years, actually, I honestly feel Brexit contributed to the start of this where certain people felt that they were able and allowed to start being vocal mm. and obvious towards their feelings towards people of um, other races yep. and other backgrounds. And it has just been like... It's escalated. It's escalated. And I don't think, especially with the George Floyd, but it's been happening, civil rights movement, mm. all the... <laughs> slavery, you know, all the way through mm. that people just are not tolerating these Caucasians rubbish anymore. Do you think that's what it is? But we've just got to a level where, you know what? Nope. You can't attack us with your dogs or anything no more. I don't think we've gotten to that level. I said it last week. I don't think we've gotten to that level. I think getting to that level means we sit back, we analyse, we say, okay, you keep on putting us in a position where you want to provoke violence. You want a reaction from us. But why? But we're going to give you a reaction, but not the reaction you're expecting. Like, for example, blackout. Yes. Yeah. So there have been, um, there was one in July mm. where no one was supposed to purchase anything for a whole day. Well, we Unless it was black that. business. Unless it was black business. Well, we failed because I know people that bought things on that day. <laughs> And then now we've got something coming up, um, blackout of the, the BBC, BBC blackout. That's tomorrow. Well, That's actually tomorrow. I wonder how many people knew about that. Well, we're telling you guys out there tonight that um, because due to the use of the N-word on the BBC, there's um, some women, they're called the influence hers, <laughs> professional black women. Yeah. And they've really asked us that we boycott mm. the BBC for 24 hours black people to boycott the BBC for 24 hours because they reported on a young fellow something he was attacked by maybe black people and they kept using the the, the use of the n-word throughout mm-hmm. the whole and they kept playing the same film clip or the news clip and using that word 
Right, I mean, I don't know. So they can black out Billy Steele's name, but they can't black out the N-word. Thank you. But this is what I mean. This is what I'm saying. We allow them to Mm. do that. Mm. We do. Well, no, because it says here that 18,000 complaints actually went into the BBC. There are more than 18,000 black people in the UK. Very true, but I don't watch TV. I don't watch the BBC, so I'm unaware of that. How many of us watch the BBC? I have no idea. How many how many of us have a TV license to be able to watch the BBC? <laughs> I don't have a TV don't license. Have the TV. I don't right. watch BBC. No. So that we've we've made a choice not to go in and watch it. Mm. You see. So I've made a, a concerted effort that until you start putting some kind of reput- representation mm. of myself on your channel, I won't watch it. And they, they wrote to me many times and I said, listen, until you put some <laughs> representation of me on your channel. Now watch you. Do you get me? But then they have done that now. And now no. they but they have. What was we speaking about last week? Um the the the, the oh, nine yes. from the fifth yes. the sixties. Yeah. That's gonna be on the BBC. There's the same girl that made the anthology. Um, oh, what was it called? Chewing gum. That beautiful oh, yes. beautiful yes. black girl has done a, a a series on BBC mm. she's on there now and then they've gone and done this and then there was a report on a young guy named Amy there's been a petition going around as well for him that his parents can't go in and see him in the hospital mm-hmm. so I think they're going to be airing that on the BBC tonight mm-hmm. however is it enough is it enough what three three programmes then you've just mentioned three out of the whole seven days a week 24 hours a week uh, a week or 24 hours a day mm that they're airing stuff and they've only got three things on the BBC that represent us. In all fairness, we should, be, we should be um, focusing on building our wealth and not sitting down and watching no BBC. So <laughs> I can't comment on that. No, honestly, is it enough? No. Mm. Three programmes out of all of the programmes that they put on the BBC is not enough. Mm. But it... It's also us saying again, oh, we want representation, we want representation. Mm. I just... This number here that's just texted in, they said they wouldn't watch the BBC ever if that guy has no face criminal no face criminal charges. Everyone should support him and turn up to the court. He was assaulted. Mm. Okay, so if the guy has to face criminal charges, everyone should support him to turn up to the court. Oh, the boy that boxed down that He was assaulted. Yeah, he was assaulted racially. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. So they, 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 people think that just putting someone's hands, putting your hands on someone is assault. Mm. But you're right, you're very right, whoever that is that just texted in, is that assault can be, words can be even worse than sticks and stones. They you used to say you get, you get um, criminally charged for defamation of character. Mm. Is it criminally charged? But you can get can you get convicted convicted for that? for that? Okay, there you go. Slander, yeah, treason. And he was healing out all of the black people on the on the tube. Mm. And then the woman, when he fell on the floor, what made me laugh was there was a, there was a, a white lady sat down and she goes, "Leave him, leave the racist alone. <laughs> Don't touch him." <laughs> Let him lie there. Don't give him first aid, you know. And it's like, I mean, two wrongs don't make it right. But guys, tomorrow, the 19th of August, is to boycott BBC. And you're so right. I don't watch BBC. I don't really watch TV. Um, You know, 
So they're, they're calling for the resignation of these directors of the BBC because it is a constant thing. You know, they tackle one thing and they just bring something else back. So we're constantly mm. being bombarded and being brutalised to a degree, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. I just... I'm, I'm very... I don't know. Well, if you watch the BBC, guys, it's a boycott for 24 hours and that's starting at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Now, I know that we're not endorsing this stuff. No. However, for our voices to be heard, we have to choose some form of action. Mm. Right? Remember we spoke about that. It's one of the laws of the, of the universal laws There's is action. to take action. Mm-hmm. And if we want to see a change then obviously we have to implement that change yeah. by changing the way that we do things. And our voice does matter. Yeah, it does. Yeah, our voice really does matter, but we've got to show it in and stand up in solidarity mm. with each other. And we have to be strategic. All of, mm. all of the things that we're doing, we have, there has to be strategy behind it. Because if you look, when they decided that they wanted to um, make... The, the, the Black Man Week, for example. Mm. It was strategically done. They didn't just one day say, you're weak. No, they didn't. They didn't mm. stand and march and say, oh, the Black Man's weak. No, they didn't. They broke him down mentally over time. Mm. They mm. affected him the most where it hurt, in the mind. The mind is so powerful. And that, that one link, mm. like the man being the link to the family, completely had such a knock-on effect on black people as a whole. You've got um, single-parent families, you've got black boys that are are, are penalised for being black, ended up in prison and all of this nonsense, when actually it's a minority, but that's all they're showing us. Mm. So it continues to not have a knock-on effect on on the, the, the mental state of us as black people. Mm. So if they can be strategic, come on, we can be strategic. Not We have to do it where it's going to impact the most. And it, where is it going to impact the most? In, In their the pockets. pockets. Yeah. And we taught them to be strategically. That's the thing. We, we are such an amazing people. Sadly, it has been beaten out of us mm. that we don't even recognise it. And that's the sad part of it, is... Not knowing the power mm. that we have as a people, and if we just, um, like you said, strategically join forces, mm. hey, all that energy, you know, because mm. where, where the energy goes, yeah, the energy flows. And this is right? what I'm loving at the moment is you do see that, mm. and I have personally seen the the strength of one building up another, and like you said earlier about self love and and developing oneself. I have seen it, like, um, our, our people coming together, working together, building together, you know, for one, um, for one main goal, for one main objective. Yeah. So we are doing it, mm. but it's about bringing other people on board so yeah. they can do it too. Like, um, someone just commented they didn't know anything about the boycott and the BBC. Yeah. So it's about us all coming together. And I think sometimes the reason why things get lost in translation mm. is because we get so many... Let's be be frank. All the messages we get through our WhatsApp, do we read them? No. Mm. Because sometimes it's like the same message, the same message, the same message coming through. Yeah, yeah. 
and sometimes we have to just be a bit more and it's what's being said as well we spoke earlier didn't we and um, regarding whatever's being said before we fast to put that press that forward button mm. make sure you research yeah. what you're sending out yeah. right so I, we're talking about this on the radio now right mm. however research we've fully researched this whole program we didn't just see something in the paper and just talk about it yeah. literally gone on looked at legislation literally gone on and checked to see if the information that we are giving out is the correct information yeah. and this um the one on the Someone sent me that, a friend of mine sent that to me and I went in and checked it out mm. and that was this 24-hour boycott. I found that in the Voice newspaper, so it's definitely going ahead. And yes, 418, um, we should have a regular boycott and there is another Black Pound boycott coming up. I think it's on the 5th of September. I'm just going to check my diary. It's either the 5th of September or the 5th of October because I did write it in just to let people know Um I'll find it and then I'll I'll put it onto the the station next mm-hmm. week because that's again what I what was stated in that was when they done the Black Pound Day mm. that black businesses they they the business elevated yeah you see and it shouldn't be just going into a black shop once when we say oh it's Black Pound Day yeah Black Pound Day should be every day mm. right we should seek out those black businesses there are lots of directories and all that stuff now as well right. Mm that we can actually tap into. So it, it 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 lays upon us to make that start, to make that change, you know, take action for ourselves mm. and start implementing these things, right? Yeah, it does. It mm. does. It's so important because you know what? It's um it's time. It's time. Yeah. So we're gonna play this one for you. All right, Joy, yes, that one's just for you. All right, Mum? <laughs> and we've come so close to the end of the evening now. And we do thank you for joining us. Another shout out to everyone in the chat room. And everyone all worldwide joining us here on All Flavours Radio. George Flavours, Art 10C, DJ Laro, Joy McKay, Mummy, Mark Villagin, And also all you guys from Bremen, London, Castries, London, London, Berlin, Felt. Felton and Birmingham, great to have you all on board. Thank you for joining us. So, Alicia, you wanted to tell uh, everyone about this food thing. What's that about? <laughs> no, I was just reading. So, obviously, um, bars and pubs and restaurants opened again. Mm. And um, in order to help out the hospitality industry, they did or they are doing 50% off meals on Mondays to Wednesdays. <clears throat> And I thought it was interesting just to see that in the first two weeks, they've actually made 35 billion. Oh, that's really good. But will that money go to where it's meant to go? That's my next well, question. Well, no, because it's to help out the, the, the hospitality industry, isn't it? So for those um, companies that were suffering, the restaurants mm. that were suffering, during a lot of people closed down and things like mm. that. Um, so I guess it's just been... It's just there to support those that are open because anyone can register um, to be part of the scheme. Yeah. Um, and it, you use it in conjunction with, so for example, if you're going to Nando's, you get 50% off. Yeah. Um, oh, we've got in. a call coming in. One minute. Hello? Hello? Let me see what this is. Hello? Hello? Hi. 
Oops, they've gone. Okay, carry on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so if you was to go and eat out at Nando's, for example, you get your 50% off. And then if you had another like NHS discount, whether you get that on top. Mm. Um, but I thought it was quite interesting that there's been a bit of criticism right. towards this scheme. And obviously it's to do with... Um, is it? Hello? Hello? <laughs> All right, I can see you trying to get in. Really sorry that the connection keeps on breaking. Um, hopefully you'll try again and we, we can get you on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mind you, we've only got about seven minutes. So time's going so quick tonight, quick isn't it? It's gone very quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was criticised because... Um, obviously people are getting 50% off food it doesn't matter how many times you eat out who eats out mm. if you order a coffee for £3 you're still paying £1.50 okay. um, but they're saying it could contribute to the obesity of um, how is that going to happen the they were obese it's a, before it's we went into free lockdown food. it's a lot of free food listen I think people are more obese than ever before I, I mean I did see a lot of people training yes but during Covid I mean you can yes. go to your house I'll tell you, we're going to come out, and this is something we will probably tackle next week, guys. Just saying here that Art, Art 10, said, I'm glad Billy still got knocked out. <laughs> One punch represent all black support, okay? Mm, yeah, he, he, he did get what he deserved, but, you know, um, we always have to fight our battles, yeah. and that's a sad thing. We shouldn't have to fight our battles, you know? And it, it's just been a an, an constant struggle. Mm. Struggle, 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 struggle. We, we, we shouldn't have to fight no more. Mm. We should start using our brains. And like Leisha said earlier, strategic movement then. Mm. Strategic. <laughs> like, little one says drink. Drink. Right. Strategic. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So that's where we got to come from. We got to plan. We got, you know, come on, guys. We can get it together. This is, we've spoke about this mm. um, on so many instances. So we maybe that's what we can put in there then. The law of vibration. The law of vibration. Is extremely important. Right. Because the moment one person comes in with their negativity mm. and throws off your whole... I remember once someone came into my house. Yeah into my front room and they turned the energy so bad I had to feng shui the whole room again. <laughs> I had to move all the sofas, everything around because the energy in the room was just thick and muggy and oh, horrible. Yeah. Law of vibration, guys. You've got to stay in the vortex. Mm. When someone comes to try and throw you off, like, you know... Don't allow it. You have to stay in your space. Mm. Own your space that you're owning, right? And if someone is vexed and mad and then one whirl whatever, right, let them whirl it. Mm. Because they said, if, say if someone wants to give you some, some, um, some money, right, and they want to give you some coins, but you don't want to take those coins, right? If, if you take them, then you've got to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you refuse nicely and say do you know what thanks but no thanks yeah you can't hold on to that because i wonder right? how that that young boy's um energy was after that because he in the moment yeah he would have just been like <clears throat> that's one he just needed to just give him one give lick tump, yeah but then after that was he 
was he okay? Mm. Was his energy okay? Did mm. he feel, you know, because that must have thrown off their whole vibe for the night. Yeah. Because they looked like three peaceful young men. They even had masks on on the tube. Yeah. Like they were complying. Mm. But this one man, him never had the mask on. And then feel Sim can come and, 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 and go and, <laughs> and you know, cuss yeah. people off. It's not right, you know. Mm. And so don't allow other people's vibration. The law of vibration is that you vibrate at a high frequency. Yeah. That's where we should be resonating, mm. right? So we stay in that. If anyone wants to bring us down, leave them in their low form of mm. frequency. But you remain high, high, oscillating up there amongst the ether mm. and you see how far we can go and that's how we what we need to do as a people mm. is to resonate on that high frequency right and boy, we, we, we're going places mm. we, we're flying up there with the eagles <laughs> and the bird them and the well you know yeah yeah <laughs> you know so thank you guys so much for coming into the studio with us tonight george flavors art 10 dj laro mum mark philogene Norbert, guest 337, guest 437, guest 529, guest 910. Thank you. We are on every Kimmy B. We are on every Tuesday at 6 till 8. And after me will be followed by DJ Laro, 8 till 10. And then Mark Philogene from, I think he's said that he's doing the cricket tonight. So, <laughs> hey. Good one on you. We do hope you've enjoyed what we've been playing for you tonight. We do hope you've enjoyed the conversation. So remember, you can come on. Let's talk. Let's get it out there. Yes, boycotting the BBC for tomorrow. And let's do this. Let's have a strategy. Let's. Yes, take care. And we'll see y'all on the other side. <laughs>